It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Is the main event, Mark's podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and the man who knows that tag team partners, much like brothers, don't shake hands. Tag team partners gotta hug. I'm Troy, and with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He's the WWE walking wrestling encyclopedia and the Bubba Ray to my Spike Dudley. Watch out, watch out, watch out for Greg. What's up, Greg? I'm going to tweet about this show, my fire-breathing Twitter machine. Oh, my God. I forgot about that gimmick. That wasn't uh, Bubba Ray. It was Bully, but close enough. Yeah. Uh, I will say uh, Bully Ray is actually on the show. He's looking very Bully Ray-ish here. Hey, look at, looking kind of svelte, because when he pops up, into you know, anybody following the show knows we've been covering 2007. He adds a good hundo by the time he hits TNA in 07. And uh, now, fast forward to 2022, he looks freaking amazing. That is correct. <laughs> Got <Gotta be honest. laughs> it in I, right I away. I understand it with this guy. I mean, like, one one moment he looks, like, completely messed up. Not, not like, I shouldn't, that's a bad word, but I still like drugs, but completely, like, a wreck. Again, another yeah. one, bad one. You know what I mean, though. Uh, and then he looks like this. Right. And yeah, this has happened a couple of times. Well, it's like um, back in the day, if anybody, anybody who grew up in the 90s knows. Uh, yeah. Rosie o- <laughs> like Rosie O'Donnell was like there for a while. She was skinny and she was fat and she was skinny and then she was fat. And it's like, <laughs> uh, OK, like every time she came out in public, it's like she was a different weight. It's like, all right, then. <laughs> Some people are just like that. Yeah, I think Bully Ray finally figured out a. a diet or exercise routine or whatever the hell that works and uh looks like he's been sticking to it so but either way today man we are going to be talking about an awesome event and we're not being uh sarcastic about that one it is a great show i don't i'm a, a little spoiler here i don't 
think there's one match on this show that I gave below a three. But let's. Yeah, well, man, I threw in here some notes because. Ah, uh, looking at it now, there is one I gave below three. Only one though. But yeah, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. I did as well. I think I uh, think we're going to be in sync on that one too. We'll see. Well, it's Survivor Series 2002. There's not a single traditional Survivor Series match on this card, but there is. Uh, in theory. A, yeah, there's a there's a survival aspect show or a match. It's the last match on the card. It's the very first ever. Oh, the very first chamber. match is somewhat the same too. That that's true. You got so, got to so. get one elimination match, uh, elimination tag match in the brawl, and uh, and we'll get to that one. I, I will say this: I never, because I don't want even subconsciously anything running through my mind from somebody else's review. So I never look at another person's review of a show before I watch it uh, because I, I just want to give my initial thoughts right out the gate. And because sometimes it can go either way. Like sometimes, like if I see something from uncle Dave, I'll be like, ah, yeah, okay. Maybe he's right. I didn't catch that or whatever. Or, or I'll be like, well, him. very like, seldom are you going to say, very seldom are you going to say, well, Dave's right. But yeah, that's true. And then there have been a couple times I'm like, well, F him. He didn't it, like this match was great. And he gave it. A, I'm going to give it another star. We've done that multiple times <laughs> this month, maybe. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I don't I don't want that. So I never look at his ratings or reviews or anything before I watch a show. And this one, man, it's like, man, if you could find if if you could find the 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 one turd, he sure did. And it's like, man, you were just looking for stuff, weren't you? You've seen his. You've seen his office. He looks like a slob. So you know, I, according to Brian Alvarez, he finally cleaned it out. So oh. <laughs> apparently, he was aware of the meme. So he he cleared it out finally. Can you imagine the the backhoe he had to bring <sighs> right? in for that thing? Good my only Lord. thing is like it took it took you being caught on a TV show to clean your freaking office though. That's my thing. Multiple times, like people have been mocking him about this for years. I guess it didn't it didn't blow up as much as it did until, yeah, Dark Side of the Ring. But, yeah, he's been like there have been pictures floating around on the Internet for years of his office. And people are like, what the hell, man? But yeah, then he shows it on uh, Dark Side of the Ring. And it's like, my God, <laughs> how do you, you live at that? least film in your living room, dude? Yeah, right. Uh, if I were the uh, if I were the people that filmed the uh, Dark Side of the Ring, it's like, look, I've been to some gross places, but ew, David. Well, no, to be fair, it was just papers and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. It's it not like it was like food dirty. and gar- like wrappers and stuff. I mean, so. Well, we don't know. It was. Uh, I'm damn just high. saying. Well, I'm just saying what we saw. Right. I mean, those papers was- could have been covering anything. I can I can admit that, but. Yeah, he play, he he pulls back like a a foot high stack of papers. He's like, "Oh, that's where I left that sandwich." <laughs> <laughs> There's something crawling under there. <laughs> I think it just bit me. Uh, I lost a dog in there one time, but uh, you know, whatever. He'll find his way out. We ain't that close. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, we got a ton of news and notes to get to. So before we get into all that, 
Time out here real quick to let you know that the main event, Marks, is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great-tasting vitamins, and big-brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code MAINEVENTMARKS, all one word, to get 15% off your order. It's MAINEVENTMARKS, all one word, to get 15% off your order at checkout. Now we're going to take our first break. On the other end of this, we're going to dive into the news and notes. There's a ton to talk about today. We'll get into all of it right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.com redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUpSports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Real quick, we want to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Shocked Energy. 
Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form and you mix them into water. You can either choose from green apple or watermelon. You can also try both if you get their sample kit. Use our special link that is down in the podcast description, or you can simply go to shockedenergy.com at checkout. Use the promo code main event, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's promo code main event, and you're going to save 10% at checkout. Do you like your coffee like you like your podcasts? Gimmick and politics free? Well, so do we here at the main event, Marks, and so do the guys and gals at Coffee Brand Coffee, where they ditch the gimmicks. You see, when you buy your coffee from other roasters, chances are that they've been sitting on the shelf for heaven knows how long. Don't rob yourself of freshness. At Coffee Brand Coffee, they roast to order, ensuring that you get the freshest coffee possible. And as Greg will tell you, that's what counts. Coffee Brand Coffee offers bagged coffee, as well as K-Cups, And for the non-coffee people, they offer a variety of teas and cocos. Just click on the link down to the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. News and notes time, huh? The hell are you cracking today? (laughs) It's a... uh... Zero Sugar Rockstar. Oh, nice. I am drinking Fago Rock and Rye. Oh, that's five o'clock there, right? It's, uh, it's like uh, like a red uh, red cream soda. So, there you go. I've had that one. It's called like Big, Big Cherry Rocket or something here. <laughs> what? I'm pretty sure it's the name of a Big Cherry Rocket. Wow. Can't uh, make this up, folks. If, I, if buying, there, I don't know if it's a California thing. It might be imported from somewhere. I don't know, but that's what I've seen in the source. The flavors of Fago that are most prevalent out here are orange soda, uh, cola, and uh, the whatever their citrus pop is, their 7-Up knockoff. Good Lord, I forgot you say pop. Ah, uh, yeah, soda, oh, pop. Are you weirdos over there? Yeah. Well, hey, I could be super weird like the people down south and call everything Coke. That's true. Like, I don't understand that. Oh, uh, can you bring me a Dr. Pepper Coke? Like, that doesn't even make sense. That sounds like you're calling the person Coke. <laughs> yeah, right. Can you bring me a Dr. Pepper Coke? What kind of Coke do you want? Uh, <laughs> vanilla? Right. <laughs> anyway. Well, I live near Oakland, don't I? Anyway, let's go on. Wow. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> But uh, this past week's Raw was the lowest rated episode of the show since December 15th, 1997. Wow. Ooh. What happened on that one? It was on 15th. Yeah. Is that the one where Austin threw the Intercontinental title in the, in the river? I think it was. Uh, maybe. I think that was the one. Uh, I would look it up, and I'm in the middle of a Halo match with my friends. Uh, right. Right. I'm pretty me... sure that's the one where Austin threw the belt in the river. Or it was the one where he knocked Vince off the the apron, basically started the whole feud. Uh, Let's see. December 15th, it was in Durham, New Hampshire, you know, because all big things happen there. Uh, The main event was Yellow D versus uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Oh, so that was the one where the outlaws shaved Hawk's head. Okay. 
Uh, uh, all right. I think and that was the one. Steve Blackman took on Jose Estrada. And hey, we got Tom Brady in, in the money match. Well, of course. Hey, you don't say that too soon because, you know, we've got Tom Brandy versus the Sultan. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> That's Salvatore Sincere and Rikishi. Mm-hmm. Man, and, so. and Mark Henry versus right. the Brooklyn I, Brawler. Oh, man. God, man, this was setting. Where's that? Where's that? Uh, where's that check? Where's that check one? That's the one right there, dude. Sir, here is a check with my name on it. Write down any number on this piece of paper, and I will pay it. <laughs> uh, or, or you know, something like this. <laughs> oh, good I, lord! I guess I guess I can see why that wall was not that good. But it was a historic moment, though. I believe when the shaved hawks mohawk. Yeah, uh, pretty big I, deal. I remember that like vividly. I don't even uh, see. I, I I don't even remember like the hell happened. I mean, you you know better than I do, obviously. But uh, the November 11th draw that I'm referring to took place, of course, at the U.S. Bank Arena in Cincinnati, oh, Ohio. Oh my God! You said November. Why the hell am I thinking December? That's uh, that, well. Well, yeah, December of, I'm talking December of 97. Oh, sorry. The, okay, December was the yeah. lowest rated one. Okay, sorry. Right, right. This, I'm getting yeah, all This confused. was the lowest rated one since then. I can't word to it. Okay. <laughs> the main so event was of... This the, was this the Kane-Triple uh, H casket match? No, this one was Triple H defeating Booker T in a five-minute main event. Uh, Steven Richards and Tess took on Gold Dust and Hurricane right before that. Oh, God. Uh, seeing Triple H get five minutes. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll buy that. Yeah, <laughs> Chris. Well, because, you know, Greg, neither one of them are capable of, you know, anything more. Hell no. Hell no. Uh, Christopher Nowinski uh, defeated Al Snow. Uh, just Sign me up. Keep, keep going, no. man. Keep going. Hit me. Shut up and take my money. I'm not it at all. Dude. <laughs> yeah, right. A three minute warning to uh, defeated Bubba Ray and Spike. Batista f- defeated D'Lo Brown. God. Uh, the opening match was Kane and RVD defeating uh, Christian and uh, Chris Jericho for the tag titles. So, or, or no, via DQ, so they didn't win the titles. Yeah, they don't win the tag titles until next year. Yeah. So, there you go, man. Uh, I don't know what else. This is, uh, this is November 2002? Yeah. It's probably a really good Monday Night Football game. Yeah, that could be it. But, uh... But yeah, back in 97, though, they they could at least say, well, we had competition from Nitro. Here, not so much. And it's even worse because the ratings dropped continuously throughout the show, meaning that fans were losing interest in droves as the night went on. Man. Needless to say, it's a disaster of a rating, as WWE seems to have no idea how to stop the bleeding on Raw. Meanwhile, SmackDown... Oh, went God, out. shut up, dude. They're going to fix it. We know they are. Therefore, you're like an idiot. Well, at the t- uh, I was going to say, at the time, we didn't know. But oh, right. But he like said that. they don't know how to fix it. Like, clearly, they do if they rebound. So it's an idiotic statement, at least, at least oh. in hindsight. But well, in, in hindsight, we know they fixed it. Yeah, but uh, uh, either way. It's, but uh, it's been going for, what, four decades at this point. I'm pretty sure they can fix it. <laughs> Idiots. Oh, uh, look, but, we're, we're only five minutes in. He's already pissed me off. Well, meanwhile, SmackDown went up from last week and continues to do fairly well, all things considered. 
This we is are, when SmackDown was the show on TV. 2002 yeah. to 2004. We were about to hit the era of the SmackDown 6 here very soon. So I think the SmackDown 6 are pretty much in this show. Or yeah. Right. Uh yeah. I don't I don't know if they were I don't know if they like uh, if that was, you know, quote unquote it yet, you know, cuz yeah, like I kind of was cuz it was born in that in that tournament, the tournament, bro, for the tag house. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, they, they, I mean, I, if you go back and watch it, it looked like they wanted to have it be eight. But um, who was the other two? Was it? It was Devon and was Batista. It Ron? No, they were already broken up. It was, it was Devon and Ron? I think Ron Simmons. Oh, I don't remember that. They were also in the tournament, bro. Bro. Uh, well, <laughs> either way, well, these are the yeah, six. Then, if you don't know the six we're talking about, what the hell's wrong with you? But yeah, uh, it was. Because I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, it was Eddie, uh, Edge, everybody in the Benoit, the, the tag title match on the show we're about to do. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, yeah, I mean, was Undertaker considered one of the six at one point? Him and Batista, or no? Not really. No, it was just these uh, six. But because they but, were two huge yeah. names, and then Booker as well at one point. I think the whole point of it is because uh, the Undertaker was a huge name. You don't need to really try hard with him. Yeah. He's the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> ah, this one, Funny, man. though, by the way, this past 40,022, Rey Mysterio's back on SmackDown, and he talked about helping make SmackDown what it is, thus referring to that moment. Right. It's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, SmackDown was awesome during this We era. are back to that, by the way, in 2022. <laughs> it yeah. is happening today. Uh, WWE's battle with the World Wildlife Foundation isn't over, although they lost the court battle. <laughs> That's it's funny to think about. Vince McMahon out, lost dude. to a panda. <laughs> yeah, uh, they lost that. He lost in their home, though. To be fair, but I lost. Yeah. lost. Well, I was. That's kind of payback in a way because Vince was always like trying to get trials moved to Connecticut. It's <laughs> like yeah. I'm sure you were. Who's one of his closest friends there? Come on. He learned from the best. Yeah. Little well, Donnie Trump. He taught him well. Uh, but although they lost the court case, they were forced to change, or, and they were forced to change their name. It now has to be determined how much WWE will be forced to pay in damages. The Wildlife Fund is asking for millions of dollars, which WWE has responded to, calling it offensive and unprecedented. However, the Wildlife Fund claims extensive damage was caused to their brand name by WWE using the WWF initials illegally. Okay, a couple things here. Illegally? They used it for decades. And you didn't say a word or have anything changed? That was my whole sticking point when I heard this. I'm like, why now in 2002, when this yeah. has been at least since, what, 82, 83? Yeah, Didn't it become WWF instead of WWF. Around and it's not like, but, and it's not like they were some little upstart, whatever. They were the biggest wrestling, co- like they were pulling in millions of viewers a week. Apparently, there's an urban <laughs> legend. I think I heard Prisher say it that uh, somebody from the World Wildlife Fund went to a conference or something or a fundraiser, and somebody asked them where were all the wrestlers, and apparently that's what triggered them. Yeah. Okay. What it's like, I I get that. Maybe you might get annoyed by it, but it's like you're asking for millions of dollars. Like, did it really hurt your effing brand? 
give me a break. I might argue that all this made it more known because I didn't know what the hell it was before then. Yeah, it's like I had heard about it. I didn't really know or give a damn what it was or, you know, what it was about. I could kind of figure it out. But, yeah, it's like, okay, and since that lawsuit, nobody's given a damn about them. So, what the hell? Oh, well, at least we're not associated with wrestling anymore. Heaven forbid. I'll bet you wrestling makes more money than your stupid pandas. (laughs) Right. I shouldn't yeah. say that. I don't. I don't hate pandas. I'm sorry, but you know what? I, I think I think they're really cool animals, but it's just Who's the point. A panda ever beat? <laughs> huh? They got good Chinese food, though, man. Fingerlingling, good man. Hey, you're listening. <laughs> sponsor. Take it. I don't. I was. I was gonna say, man. I heard a really good. I mean, I. I don't advocate for this. I'm just saying. I, I love pandas, like you said. But somebody was like. At what point do we just let them die out? Because if you're too stupid to, to screw, maybe you should just die. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's kind of rough because there's some humans you can apply that to. But I digress. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, hey, same logic applies to them too, man. I'm just saying. Survival of the fittest. If you can't figure out the most basic instinct of screwing, Maybe you're just too dumb to, to go on. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, Steve Austin has been telling friends that he doesn't know what his future holds. He says that he thinks he's currently suspended by WWE, but he doesn't know because he hasn't called to ask, and, and they haven't Holy called crap. him to tell him. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he literally sat at home was like, oh, whatever. I'll get to that here in a second, but basically oh, 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 there's just real quick. I'm wondering if that's what's going on with Sasha and Naomi right now. That one, know? maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll get, yeah. I'll, 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 uh, well, since we're already here, I'll. So, cause it says here, basically there's been no communication between either side right now. Jim Ross said he called Austin all the time. I was like, ready to come back to work? You coming back? You got, oh, are you ready to talk to the old man yet? Oh, I don't, I don't know, man. I just, you know, I'm just sitting here. And he's like, when do you, when, you know, you want to call? You want to talk? And, and he kept, so that's complete BS. I, or I'm calling it anyway, because I don't know. Like, I can't see Jim Ross just being like, F him. <laughs> like, it's at the, even if like, it's not an employment thing. Like at the end of the day, they were friends. You're just going to say, oh, Write him off, f him, biggest star in the in the industry, and my friend. <laughs> Good lord, yeah, that is hard to believe. And then CM Punk said the same crap. Him, I can believe it. They probably reached out like one time, got a nasty response from him, and then gave up. That one, I I wouldn't blame him blame him on it. But yeah, I mean, maybe at this point they weren't communicating so much, but it's like. How long he's been gone for a couple months now, hadn't he? He left in I want to say June because it was the week before I was going to that episode. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so it was so, June, right before King of the Ring. Yeah, so he's been gone for a while now. I mean he's supposed to well, call this while, dude he's supposed to call this dude every F and day to ask if he's done crying and he's ready to come back to work. Well I don't know. I guess that part I can believe. I mean, why wouldn't you? But like Maybe a maybe I don't know, call I guess, him once a week, but after 
after how many months do you finally just say like F it? He's, you know, he's being, he's being an a-hole. I'm not, you know, he's not taking calls. He's not calling us back. Like here, right here, it just, he was, he admitted he's not calling them. He's basically sitting at home waiting for them to call him. You also got to look at the time period right here. There's no like Cena yet. Rock's not there. You know, apparently Triple H is not doing well as champion on Raw. Brock's right. not really Brock yet, so the weird I mean, thing about the Triple H, H so. the weird thing about the Triple H thing is, I mean, it's true, but uh, I guess he gave an interview around here where somebody was like, "Why were you just handed the belt?" And he's like, "Well, because I'm I'm the best, uh, you know, I, I'm the best guy on on Raw to be carrying the belt and whatever." And and Uncle Dave was like, "Well, I, it's hard to argue. He's like, there's not anybody more well rounded that can cut a better promo and whatever, but at the same time, he's not really, you know." setting the woods on fire. Keep in mind, when he was handed this title, Austin was gone. So, there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know people will argue, oh, it could have been RBD. Uh, yeah, it could have been, but could it have? Or Booker. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was I established, like obviously, but I guess right. it could have easily been Kane, too. I don't know, but... I don't know why <laughs> they were so resistant to just give the title to Booker. I, I know they eventually did, but... I don't know. I feel like he could have had. Well, at least keep a, in a mind, he run. was he was the WCW guy. Don't forget that. That's I know. The, apparently, that sticks in their craw. But it's like, dude, it just make him your you guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> and he always performed well in everything they put him in. The only thing that, and it wasn't his fault, but they when they threw him in the NWO, that was stupid. I mean, you can always go. I can look at the argument. Was it because he was black? Maybe. I don't think so, but it could have been. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I, I try not to go there, but I mean, that could be it. But I guess with mean, nowadays, that argument's out the window, but oh, well, yeah. I mean, 2002, it's, you know, it's very possible. I'm not yeah, saying it is. I'm saying it's possible. I feel like he could have brought in a different demographic as world champion, too. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I I liked him, and I'm not black, but, you know, there were others that liked I'm him. I'm not and, he's one of the greatest ever, but... Yeah. I thought he was always entertaining. He's a good wrestler, put on great matches, so... Promo was great. An awesome entrance. One of my all-time yep. favorites with the fire popping up. He had a cool story. He had a cool, like, real-life backstory. So, yeah. I don't know, but... Either way, within... Yeah, two-time Hall of Famer, though, he, he did fine, so we don't have to... Cry for him. <laughs> right. Six-time world champion, two-time Hall of Famer. Yep. Within WWE's, uh, within WWE, creative is still moving forward without even discussing plans for him. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess, you know, uh, Vince would call it mental masturbation. It's like, why think, well, we well, he could fit in here when he's not even returning phone calls? He, like, he, he hasn't made it known that he wants to come back. So why even? I would think argue about that it? not answering the phone call, he's made it clear he doesn't want to come back. Right. <laughs> so, like, why sit there and write two sets of storylines just in case? That's ridiculous. As it is, if you leave <laughs> almost everybody, Vince would rip half of the ideas up, you know, right before showtime anyway, and they'd rewrite them. So, <laughs> or he'd rewrite them. If people are happy but, about that, it'd be over. <laughs> Yeah, I can't see Triple H being like, God dang it, this is crap. 
I'll write it myself. I, I can't see him walking into the damn building on a Monday morning not knowing what's going to happen. Right. Just, he seems <laughs> like a planner. <laughs> Which is oh. why Raw's been damn good. I guess it depends on who you ask, but maybe I'm biased. I don't know, but it's been well, consistently I, pretty good. That seems to be the consensus. So, But I guess others quietly feel like it's only a matter of time as uh, business is going down and WrestleMania is right on the horizon. Didn't WrestleMania and, already sell out? Uh, at this point, no, not yet. Pretty but, sure it was close to it, though. Yeah, and he would come back uh, going on 19, so yeah. Yeah, February. Yeah, so it'll be his uh, It'll be his uh, final match. No. Well, until this past year, so yeah. Yeah, get that right. One more round. This <laughs> it was excellent. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, this story, my gosh. Uh, Kenton Jackson, or excuse me, Kenton Jenkins, the general manager of WWE's The World restaurant in Times Square, was arrested <laughs> on grand larceny charges. Ooh, I didn't see that coming. I was just laughing at The World. <laughs> yeah. No, nope, uh, that's not a, that's not hyperbole. But, or that is hyperbole, by the way. I'm not yeah, right. Uh, WWE <laughs> began investigating Jenkins after realizing some paperwork and money transfers weren't making sense. Once they realized what was up, they contacted the police and they opened up their own investigation and arrested him. WWE will pull the plug on the world one month later. That's sad. I never got to go to it. Yeah. Well, well you and I went into the building. <laughs> did we? I, yeah. I think it's the hard rock. Yeah. Oh, that's the, the hard rock, is it? Yeah, that's why I wanted to go in there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah uh, I heard the food sucked. So, uh, which, you know, tracks for the hard rock. So, Bruce Pritchard is a hardcore Texan and probably a foodie. So, if he says the food sucked, it probably sucked. I want to get JR's <laughs> opinion on it because uh, him and Conrad <laughs> like to talk about food. Uh, hanging fruit, leave it alone, move on. <laughs> Look, as a fat. I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Ultimo Dragon is easing back into wrestling following his recent comeback match. He's working some matches in Mexico soon, and WWE reportedly offered him a $100,000 downside guarantee to start with him in 2003. Dragon has told people that he's considering it. He does indeed going up uh, end up in WWE next year. And has one of the greatest WrestleMania entrances in history. <laughs> where he trips on his damn <laughs> jacket or uh, cape. Uh, I, I like I, I mentioned before, I wasn't a big WCW guy, so I didn't have a lot to go on for him. Uh, I knew who he was, uh, but when he came into WWE, I thought his entrance was cool. I liked his matches. His outfit was awesome. The song was but, pretty badass, too. Yeah, they, they reused it for Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That just sounded too easy, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, I liked him. I, I don't know. I got a Jax figure of him, but he didn't really do much. He was, just I don't know crew. why, why he didn't do much because Rey Mysterio did a lot. And, you know, obviously compare those two. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, I understand it. Maybe, maybe he didn't speak a lot of English and they felt like he, he could cut a good did. promo. He spoke Japanese and Spanish. So. To my yeah. 
they didn't really they weren't really big into managers at the times so i i don't know but uh either way harry I saw Saturn. a thing about him on something what was it that uh that he wants to go to AEW and finish his rivalry with chris jericho oh my gosh i don't think I, in 2022 i want to see that match especially with this current jericho yeah i mean i would watch it because you know nostalgic purposes i'm not gonna sit here and say i wouldn't but i don't want to see it It it's like jericho versus hoovy ready for ready uh, for a slow motion match man that was brutal to watch ends with a stupid elbow yeah i'm sorry i hate his finisher it's i don't know why he stopped doing the code breaker if it's a it's a hip uh, it's more of a setup move now yeah I don't get it. Like, dude, that was a cool finisher. Why are you doing the it's dumb elbow? It's hard to watch, man. Because like, like I said, man, like at one point he was untouchable. Now he's like unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Perry Saturn was released this week. The decision was made while he was out injured. He'll be paid through January when his contract expires since he has a oh. guaranteed deal. Yeah. Do you have know if this is because of the whole thing with that jobber he shot on on Heat? No, the Moppy uh, gimmick was because of that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was punishment. But this, I think they were just done with him. <sighs> People may laugh at me, but man, I think he made that mop thing work, though. <laughs> it was so stupid it worked. But whatever. It, it was entertaining uh. for a minute, but then I was like, really? This is what the hell Harry Saturn is doing? Like... Okay. And don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying he should be a top guy or something, but good Lord. It's embarrassing. But also. Yeah, he uh, wants more dress and makeup on his own accord. So, you know, <laughs> think about that. Still might have been better than Moppy. Uh, I'd be right. But, I don't know. I mean, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> DDP was, has, uh, was also officially released from his contract. He really is retired for medical reasons, and he's not going to wrestle anywhere else and wants to pursue acting. Uh, so they mutually agreed to part ways. Sure. Well, he would go on to save quite a few lives, so there's that. Yeah. Uh, well, he pops up in TNA for a minute. He does. You know, and he looks like a shell of himself, but he does. Yeah. Uh, I actually just saw someone he, he's or heard of him on his show this week. It's funny. You mentioned, it's about this. They wanted him to be a commentator. He did the trial and everything. They decided he wasn't going to do it. And <sighs> asked at least. The only way I want to hear him on commentary is if he reverted back to his old manager gimmick. Right. And he's like super obnoxious and it's, just randomly, uh, just randomly yeah. yells out, good God. <laughs> like I, I'm sorry, I don't want motivational speaker DDP uh, or stalker DDP. Like, his WWE tenure just sucked. <sighs> anyway. Oh. Uh, Nathan Jones, speaking of suck, Nathan Jones hasn't signed a contract yet, but he, impre- uh, he impressed some people during his tryouts, so he'll probably get one soon. However, they have yet to offer him, or they have to offer him more, than the usual developmental deal because he can make more money working overseas, but that's not good enough for the main or but he's not good enough for the main roster yet. I want to back up real quick. What do you mean speaking of suck and then transition 
Jackson and Nathan Jones. What did you mean by that? Man, I I don't know, man. I wow, can't I connect you. the dots okay. there. <laughs> I can't connect okay. the dots on that one. I don't know what to say. Let's before uh, you even go on. Let's, let's do some math here. This is this is November, okay? Yep. And you just said he's not ready for the main roster, but by March, which is in four months, he'll be ready to be at. I mean, he wasn't at WrestleMania. I mean, he was there, but he didn't compete. But like by March, they think he's ready to compete at WrestleMania. That's they put him in there. At least the thing is, they advertise they, him about it. Yeah, they put him in there, and then at the last second, pull the plug, and they're like, "Eh, you know what? We're just going to go with a handicap match because you know right. that's better." Now, okay, it probably was to be fair. But like my whole thing is like, in, like he's not ready. But in four months, they're going to advertise in WrestleMania because in four months he is. Even though they pulled the plug, I'm going on the fact that they put him in it. They advertise him for it. Why? Okay, and why do they do this? Like they did this with the Great Khali uh, before, where it's like they pull him from the match because he sucks so bad. Even though they built it up and advertised it, and then they have him do a run in. What's wrong with the Undertaker, by the way? Uh, and yeah. I think Big Show. It was Big Show. Too. It was both the same guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I was at Punjab Prison, right? Yeah. Punjab or Punjabi Prison? Punjabi Prison. I don't. I don't yeah. want to offend anyone. Yeah. The yeah. The Punjabi Prison. The very first one. They built it. It, it was his match. It was made for him. Now we're gonna pull him and put in the Big Show because you know reasons. It, yeah, it's going to suck, but dude, you advertised it. Just bite the bullet and send him a, uh, send his ass out there, dude. Like, also, why? If any way to present this idiot that we both know sucks, why wouldn't it be a gimmick match? Right. Like, and I would prefer him in that than in the, in the one-on-one matches he had with Edge or Batista or Kane. I'll take that all day. And this one, the thing with Nathan Jones, he might have sucked, but there's three other dudes out there. Make it a tornado match and then, you know, Maybe they can mask it. Don't put the camera on him a lot. Nah, we're just going to pull them all together. Okay, and then have him do a random-ass run-in at the end. like So people can see he's there, but he was pulled from the match. So <laughs> you're just advertising he sucked too bad, so he didn't want him wrestling. <sighs> yep. Dumb. Anyway, uh, speaking of suck... Uh, the in Ohio Valley Wrestling, they've been doing a tournament where one OVW star will earn a spot in the 2003 Royal Rumble. It was won by Damaja, the future Danny Basham, and Uncle Dave thinks that the crowd is going to be awful confused and quiet when he comes out for his Royal Rumble spot. Uh, okay, actually, so I was going to ask you to pause, but I'm going to guess who it is. I never would have landed on him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, because it doesn't happen. Spoiler. Right. <laughs> yeah, this this never happens, and no OVW guys are in the match. So, there you go. I, I don't understand, like, why they would do that, but, you know, whatever. I don't this remember. Is, uh, if- hold on, let me think. 2003, I'm trying to think when they get called up. They're definitely in, they're definitely in 2003, so they do arrive there. Yeah, so this was around the time, probably, when, uh, uh, Basham, who went on to be uh, Doug Basham, was called up and they had him shave his head and Cornette got pissed. You couldn't effing pretend? You couldn't just imagine it without hair? Yeah, that's where the thank you, F you, bye comes in. 
I get it, but, though. That is kind of like, you know, it's like, hey, I know we own you and everything, but we're going to screw you up still anyways. Yeah, right. Uh, IWGP heavyweight champion Yuji Nagata was at the Kurt Angle Classic Amateur Wrestling event hosted by Kurt Angle in conjunction with some amateur wrestling organization. Brock Lesnar was there as well. The Japanese newspapers ran lots of photos of Nagata with Lesnar and Angle together. Because, of course, they did. Because in 2002, Yuji Nagata matters. <laughs> in Japan, he did. I thought you were going to yeah. say he didn't matter in WCW either, because you would have been right. But okay. Uh, well, yeah, there's that. Uh, he, hey, he is a, I'm not even joking, he is a legend in Japan. I have Huge. no doubt. Yeah. Uh, I think he runs their dojo now, or one of them. Which, hey, man, he, he was not a bad wrestler, so I will say He this, still uh, goes, so you mean he's not a bad wrestler, or is he now? Oh, uh, well, yeah. Uh, I don't. I really don't know. I couldn't tell. You. I just haven't now watched him since Nitro went under, or yeah. WCW went under. But uh, he's still pretty good. Hulk Hogan had an audition for an upcoming Superman movie. Going by the timing, this would likely be for Superman Flyby, which was a J.J. Abrams script that Brent Brett Ratner was supposed to direct, but the film gets sent to developmental hell. A million things change over the years, and it eventually evolves into 2006's Superman Returns. Which Hogan was not in. So what changes if it went through development hell? Because that movie sucked the high hard one. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, <laughs> it sucked. I don't know. Uh, well, knowing J.J. Abrams, it would be a bunch of mystery box, mystery box. Yep. And then by the end of it, you'd be like, "What the hell did I just watch?" <sighs> I was pissed off that that movie ignored Superman Four: The Quest for Peace, which was like you know the greatest Superman movie ever made. Oh well, of course. Really ticked me off. God. I hope people are getting my sarcasm here. Hey, man, you remember when Superman flew around the world in the opposite direction to make the Earth spin backwards and reverse time? Now that was classic stuff. And yet we still haven't had Flashpoint. But anyways. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, anyway. Don't count your chickens because Batgirl's coming too. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Hulkster, All Japan Pro Wrestling is still pushing to get Hulk Hogan to work their upcoming Yokohama Arena show this week. But time is running out, and it's almost certainly not going to happen. Anyway, All Japan and Hogan pretty much agreed on the money, but haven't officially signed anything. And I guess there's some other things holding it up. They're now trying to get Hogan to work All Japan's upcoming Tokyo Dome show in January. This one could be a problem because WWE has chosen Tokyo just a week later, and they sure would like Hogan to work them. So they might try to prevent that from happening, though they may be powerless to stop it. The deal with Hogan's contract is this. Basically, he's signed with WWE until the end of January. However, uh, his contract oh, called over. his contract called for a specific number of dates, and Hogan has already worked all those required dates. So he's under the belief that he has already fulfilled his obligations with WWE. It was kind of a weird contract situation that a court would probably need to sort out if they ever decide that they want to fight about it. Anyway, in the meantime, Goldberg is also expected to work both of those All Japan shows. Okay, so, so the whole thing with Hogan, it's crazy because he's going to come back in January. He's going to wrestle on the way out. He's going to wrestle at WrestleMania. He's going to be Mr. America. 
It's going to be at uh, Backlash and Judgment Day, I believe. So what the hell happens? They add more dates and get more money or what? I'm assuming that Hogan was like, well, you know, I got a pretty sweet deal over in Japan, brother. And they were like, well, God dang it, pal. Sign him again. American dollar means more than yen, pal. Yeah, right. How many yen are they paying you, pal? <laughs> we'll double it. But hey, Chris uh, Ellie, Goldberg comes to WWE at the night after WrestleMania. Right. Uh, but he does go to All Japan for a couple shows. I think it was All Japan. Uh, them or New Japan, one of them. But yeah, Goldberg does wrestle over there a couple times. But So that might have happened. Hogan does not. Uh, I don't think he... I think the next time he goes to Japan is sometime in New Japan, like after his the guitar, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was something. And it never went anywhere, by the way. <laughs> they just. Ah, <sighs> man. Draw a dime. Keeping in Japan, though, Keiji Muto, who people may know as Great Muta. Reached out to Sting, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Vampiro, all to come in and be his tag team partner at the upcoming All Japan Pro Wrestling Tag Tournament. Sting and Bigelow both want too much money, so that's not happening. Plus, Sting was already booked for the WWA. How'd that work out for you? Vampiro isn't happening either, but it's reportedly due to other issues not money-related. And we can let our minds uh, wander on that one. So, so Muto has no partner for the show. It actually ends up being Road Warrior Animal because apparently that's just the go-to mystery partner. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I love the LOD. Make preface that, but man, that guy was a wrestling whore. Yeah, why is he the perennial mystery guy? Like he popped up at WCW Sin. He did this. And then he popped up in TNA as the mystery partner for Scott Steiner when, or no, for Rick Steiner when Scott got hurt. Like, yeah, a little okay. asterisk because Hawk was with them. But he was also a mystery opponent in 2003 for RVD and Kane on Raw. <laughs> wow. So there's that too. And yes, yeah. Hawk, I, I love the Road Warriors, but it is what it is. Sticking with Japan again here, Kenta Kobashi saw a doctor who told him that his recovery from all of his knee surgeries has been miraculous. At one point a few months ago, Kobashi was told that he had the knees of an 80-year-old, but this doctor told him that his rehab has improved his knees so much that he could probably wrestle for another 10 years or so. Kobashi oh, and he ha- will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kobashi has said that he no longer has any pain in his knees when he walks or wrestles and says that he stopped needing painkillers as well. That's cool. And this is, uh, To tie it into an earlier story, this was before DDPY came along, too. Uh, sure enough, by the way, Kobashi does go on to wrestle for another decade or so and never really has any more major knee issues, although it's still painfully obvious for after a while that his knees are still messed up. He's still able to wrestle, though, with messed up knees. Even Kevin Ash is impressed. Yeah, right. And, man, Kenta Kobashi is a tough SOB, and a lot of people in America don't know because he never really had a run over here other than a few matches in Ring of Honor, but... Man, he was one of the best ever, man. Like he puts on he put on great matches back in the day. Like I they still hold up. And he damn near killed MFers in the ring. Like Oh, they probably pissed him off. Right? 
that's uh, that is one man I would be afraid to take a chop from. Like, no, thank you. TJ Wilson, uh, who some may know as uh, Tyson Kidd, is being brought into New Japan Pro Wrestling as the Stampede Kid. Wow. Wilson is Wilson is considered an honorary member of the Hart family and is considered the best wrestler to come out of that area these days. I think he is uh, actually a member of the Hart family, technically, right? Marriage, so. Yeah, yeah. If you look at that uh, branching family tree, yeah, he's in there now. Uh, he he doesn't stick around there long. He he does he wrestles for them for a little while, and then he goes to WWE. So this one, the ending of it is the funny part. But Ring of Honor don't leave me in suspense. Ring of Honor and Combat Zone Wrestling worked together to co-promote an independent doubleheader in Philadelphia this week. TZW, really? Yeah. Oh, now I can see where the hilarity is coming in. All right, go ahead. Well, apparently it was a big success. Ring of Honor drew its largest crowd to date of, hold on to your ass for this one, 525 fans. Whoa, man. (laughs) Blowing the doors off, man. Uh, for a five, yeah, but you know what? Show. Success is success, but I guess in 2002 they were a baby. So, uh, but immediately after, just down the road, 850 fans piled into the old ECW arena for the CZW show. Why? Man, what, a, what a choice they had, huh? I guess in Philly they choose the garbage. So whatever. Uh, oh. There were issues, though. I feel like that's a metaphor for the whole city, but okay. You don't say. Uh, there there were issues, though, as ROH's show went an hour longer than planned, although nobody complained. The last hour featured AJ Styles versus the American Dragon, who, if people don't know, is obviously Brian Daniels. Yeah, Brian Daniels. That probably sucked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who'd want to see that? Uh, among other great bouts, Zero One tag team uh, Shinjiro Otani and Masato Tanaka worked together against... Loki and Steve Carino in another great match. Uh, I have no idea who Otani is, but the other guys are good. I've seen him wrestle once. He's not bad. He's not like blowing the doors off anything, but yeah. Uh, this one is actually at the time it would have been cool because we're not in 2022 where this guy is uh, another wrestling whore. But Tommy Dreamer made an unannounced appearance. He was in town well, with Tommy w- Dreamer or Mick Foley. Dude. You're going to say one of the names, but go on. <laughs> yep. Or Rick Flair. Uh, <laughs> he was in town with WWE doing a house show and ROH had contacted WWE about using Dreamer uh, after he had expressed interest. WWE allowed Dreamer to make the appearance as long as he didn't take any bumps. Man, that, that'd be oh, a hard was... one for Dreamer. <laughs> oh, wouldn't those bumps include hits the face with a chair and a Frying pan? They're kind of bull. Well, then, yeah, then it suck one then. Okay. <laughs> uh, Samoa Joe, Paul London, Amazing Red, Christopher Daniels, and others were also on the show, which featured CM Punk making his Ring of Honor debut. The CZW show was headlined by what? God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was headlined by, by what was announced. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, oh god got me it's like oh what's coming <laughs> well it was announced as wife beaters retirement match good lord okay i get it <laughs> because he was legitimately going to go get uh shoulder surgery 
Wife Beater won an I Quit No Rope Barbed Wire Weapons match after using a weed eater on his opponent. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> I gotta ask, was that a real sentence? Uh, that is all. That is all real. It's just God. That's mm. something, man. They make it easy, you know, to laugh. Yeah. Uh, first of all, his name is Wife Beater. Second of all, used a damn weed eater on a guy, and they let him. Like, I, I heard yeah. I used to work at a local uh, wrestling promotion, and they were going to do a hardcore deathmatch thing, whatever. And one of the guys before the show was like talking to a friend, and he's like, uh, "So the other guy said he wanted to use light." light tubes or whatever he's like uh they better be adding another zero to the end of that check if they want me to do it <sighs> i guarantee whoever this guy was that took the weed eater did not say that no because like it's like this and that in that company it's a badge of honor oh yeah he's hardcore he's hardcore what the hell did that accomplish good lord uh getting back to something a little less stupid but Still kind of dumb. Uh, Slim Jim supposedly contacted Hulk Hogan about replacing Randy Savage as their new pitch man, which probably isn't going to help their relationship. I would imagine. Yeah, uh, I that does not happen, by the way. Uh, at least the replacement. You know, I always thought that that would have been perfect because he's already wearing the Slim Jim colors. I think he wore the Slim Jim colors before they were the Slim Jim colors. Exactly. So technically, Slim Jim's wearing the Hulk Hogan colors. Uh, speaking of Savage, though, uh, Randy Savage's ex-girlfriend, Stephanie Bellers, who worked in WCW with him as Gorgeous George, is talking about writing a tell-all book about her relationship with Savage. The two broke up on really bad terms, and Savage, who owns the name Gorgeous George, fought to legally prevent her from using the, the name when she returned to her stripping career. Wow, there's a lot wrong there. Yeah, it's like... Hey, I don't want you using this name while you're taking your clothes off for cash, all right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I just, um, if you're going to show the double D's, I got to keep the double G's, all right? Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I just like that, that two-word phrase, a stripping career. <laughs> you get a hey. 401k? I think they do, actually. Dude. I'm, how, I'm pretty sure they do. How are the benefits? No. <laughs> Paid time off? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how stripping works. I just, obviously, I know how it works. You take your damn clothes off and you dance. But <laughs> other than that. Anyway. Hey, I'm not, I'm not uh, picky. I don't even need the dancing, but go on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, you can take your clothes off like uh, Jim Carrey and uh, what's what's that uh, 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 Bruce all Bruce Almighty? Oh yeah, <laughs> he he just like puts his arms down and rip. <laughs> That's literally having God powers not happening. Yeah, I, I don't know. Some of these women, it looks like they were blessed by God. But anyway, <laughs> or Doctor uh, God, if that's his name. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> G-A-U-D, all right? <laughs> First name, all right. good. All right, let's go. <laughs> uh, now that the financial worries are out of the way for TNA after being bought up by Panda Energy, 
Jerry Jarrett remain, huh, remains huh remains power. That damn panda. Yeah, right. First they screw over that. Vince, and now they're <laughs> buying up TNA. What the hell, man? They're everywhere. <laughs> I swear, I never ever piece that together. Wow. Revelation on the pod today. That's a yeah, right. That's a couple years worth of jokes I missed right there. Holy yeah, crap! D- tying it all in. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, not only did Jerry Jarrett huh, keep the recipe to his chicken salad, well, huh, but he also remained in power over creative. Well, you know. And then uh, Vince Russo is still technically employed, but for the second week in a row, he didn't come to the tapings. And I'm sure they were lost without him. That's uh, Mr. Panda- Wrestling number three right there. About to be. <laughs> oh, well, uh, excuse me. Uh, Panda Energy ex- executive Chris Sobel is making business decisions, and right now he appears to be sticking with Jarrett, although others say that Russo is still pushing for power. Unfortunately, he would get that power back. Because of two people. Jeff Jarrett kept buying into his crap, and Dixie Carter liked him. Why? Don't know. I'll quote Bruce Pritchard, it's because he's a he's a charming son I I get that, but it's like... According to Jim Cornette and a couple other people, he he wrote like a toddler and his scripts read like a ransom note from a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, a perverted serial killer. Yeah, right. He just wrote, bro, boobs. Boobs or she's going to die, bro. Yeah. Se- segment one, intro. Segment two, bro, boobs. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Last story I have here is not wrestling related, but you were into uh, UFC at this time, correct? Maybe or coming up. That is correct. Uh, <laughs> had to get it in again. Anyway, uh, wow. There's an up a huge, huge upcoming uh, Ken Shamrock versus Tito Ortiz fight at okay, UFC Okay, I was definitely 40. into it at this point. Oh yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, but it's going to be at UFC 40, which is arguably the biggest fight in UFC history. And the promotion is desperately hoping that it does huge business. Shamrock is a good 11 years older and coming off a couple losses and hasn't fought in the UFC for six years. So on paper, this fight shouldn't even be happening because Shamrock hasn't really earned it. But personalities. Well, that should have happened, dude. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> But personalities and storylines are what make money, and this is the fight everyone wants to see. Shamrock's legacy will be determined in this fight, and it's the biggest of both men's careers. A lot of people think that Shamrock is going to get smoked, and he does. If Ortiz doesn't have a, if Ortiz doesn't have a good night, he's going to get tagged as overrated. Well, that doesn't happen. Uh, Shamrock is coming off the crazy fight with Don Fry in Japan, and there's questions about how much that may have taken out of Shamrock. Also, Chuck Liddell has signed a contract and is waiting in the wings to take on the winner. Tito. If people haven't picked up on that yet. <laughs> uh, it's embarrassing that Tito would knock him out not once, not twice, three times. Yeah. Uh, I forget, because I watched one of them. Was this the one? No, I don't think you probably this watched the, the very last one because it was on free TV on Spike. So that's probably the one you watched. Yeah, might have been. Was that the one where he goes for a head kick, slips on his ass, and Tito cremates him? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is for the light heavyweight title, wasn't it? 
I think so. Yeah, when yeah, because Tito's a champ, and now okay, it could have yeah. been middleweight because well, I don't. I, there was only a couple of divisions back then. Yeah, so, it was it was uh, light heavyweight. Okay, yeah. so they had already had multiple divisions. Okay. Yeah. So this, uh, I mean, it went three rounds. Uh, ended a TKO from a corner stoppage. So uh, I don't know. I, it is what it is. Chuck Liddell beat uh, Hanato, or, or is it Renato or Hanato? What's a so Bray? Yeah, Babalu. Yeah, ba- that guy. Uh, but yeah, he beat him KO in the first round, head kick and punches. So if you haven't picked was, up, this is when Tito was untouchable. And uh, wasn't Chuck Liddell like pretty pretty much pretty damn yeah. good? Yep. Yeah, because I remember they had a feud there for a while too. Actually, I think Chuck starts his downfall, ironically enough. Yeah, sad. See, this is when they used to put uh, used to put like taglines on some of the UFCs. Like UFC 41 was called Onslaught. And yeah, I didn't miss that. Yeah, uh, UFC 40 was Vendetta. Made sense. Man, I like looking at some of the names on some of these, man. It was awesome. Like th- this was a, a big time in UFC, man. Uh, and I guess, by the way, the, the anticipation for this uh, said it resulted in a buy rate that was roughly double the buy rates of the previous Zufa UFC shows. Makes no sense. No surprise there. Yeah, I mean, this was a huge, huge main event, as they said in the story. So, all right, man, uh, that does it for that. Um, I guess we should get into the event at hand, eh? Yeah, I gotta get this other thing out of my hand. Let's go. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, we're gonna take our next break and dive into Survivor Series right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event marks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought this is an invasion angle? Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey, if you've had a bladder leak today, listen up. I get it. I tried pills and pads for years but couldn't find relief until I found Axonics Therapy. It's a tiny device that put me back in control of my bladder. Why not see if it could work for you? Visit findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. <laughs> and we're back. We're back. And it's WWE Survivor Series 2002. The date was November 17th, 2002. The theme was Always by Saliva. Man, that song was so badass. Oh, yeah. Saliva was awesome during this time, man. Uh, And uh, the venue was Madison Square Garden in New York City, New York. So there you go. I want to say... Last pay per view until Royal Rumble 2008. Oh, I guess WrestleMania. Okay. And then that was the last one. WrestleMania 20. And then I think yeah. that might have been it. Maybe. The, the there was a was huge seven, gap in pay per views. So, yeah, they, they didn't do a lot here uh, for various reasons. The attendance was 17,930. The buy rate was a 0.86, which amounted to 340,000 buys. That the first big first pay-per-view I watched in this house I'm in right now. <laughs> nice. Uh, so this one took place at the garden, like I mentioned. So, you know, it's going to be a good one due to the high ticket prices. The show broke the all time gate record for New York City at over one point two or one point twenty five million dollars. That was the largest non WrestleMania gate ever in North America. Uh, That's insane. I know. That's crazy. I'm going to attribute some of it obviously to the elimination chamber and obviously Shawn Michaels being back. I, I mean, that's gotta be it. Uh, I'm definitely not I mean, a little bit of credit for being one of the big four too, but yeah, of course. Yeah. That's probably the least of them all though. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely not complaining about this, but I feel like this is like the 20th pay-per-view for around this era that had saliva as the theme. <laughs> um, uh, the third uh, I can think of. Yes, well, Saliva or um, Seether was the other one they used a few times. Uh, don't forget Limp Biscuit; They were all over the place. Right. 
I feel like this pay-per-view is also used as like a giant commercial for saliva. <laughs> like they were all yeah, pretty much because they were the they were the theme and they were doing live performances. They had two live performances. Yeah, right. This first match is the Dudley Boys of Bubba Ray and Spike Dudley with Jeff Hardy taking on three minute warning of Rosie and Jamal with Rico in an elimination tables match. It went about there, 14 and a half minutes. There's something in this match. I'm curious to see if you're going to mention it because I did you watch this on Peacock? I did. OK, you're not going to mention it, but I will tell it after. But go ahead. All right. Uh, Spike dodges Rosie in the corner and Rosie crashes to a table, but that doesn't count because he wasn't put through it. It actually fires Rosie up. Uh, people that don't know, by the way, uh, Rosie is the unfortunately deceased older brother of Roman Reigns. Jamal is the unfortunately deceased former Umaga. But anyway, uh, Spike goes Cousin of Roman the, Reigns. Uh, yes, he's yeah. These two are cousins. Yeah. Uh, Spike goes for the Dudley dog, which, by the way, I didn't watch ECW, obviously, as a kid, so I didn't know this. I I like how they called it the Dudley dog because they were not going to call it the acid drop. <sighs> so when he first came to WWE, I was wondering why they didn't call it this. I'm like 17 years old. And I'm like, maybe I'm stupid to the fact <laughs> of what it is. I didn't realize that's what it was. I yeah. really thought like acid, like in a science lab or something. Yeah, I really right. did. <laughs> Never piece that together I, until I was like a little bit older. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Things you don't get as a kid, man. Mm. He goes for the Dudley dog on Rico. And when he turns around in the move, Rosie and Jamal end up catching him like a power bomb. But they hit a sort of like double alley oop on him through a table to eliminate him. <laughs> and that was sick. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, they killed that dude. That was this whole thing. Yep. <laughs> Uh, a table gets set up in the uh, tunnel across from the entryway. So if anybody's the seen, tunnel. Yeah. So if anybody's seen the setup of MSG, you kind of know what I'm talking about. I sat on top uh, of that tunnel for a New Japan show. Yeah, right. Uh, Bubba Ray holds Rosie on the table, and then Jeff hits the Swanton Bomb to Rosie to eliminate him. That was awesome. We get one of the most talked about botches ever is Rico goes for a moonsault and Jeff isn't there to stop him. So he shakes the ropes on the opposite side of the ring and Rico falls. Okay. So that's what I was going to talk about, but I don't, cause I, I watched it on DVD. I didn't, cause you yeah. know, I like to watch it on the DVD cause it's less editing. Um, yeah. And I bought the DVD when it came out cause it was an amazing show. Uh, you can clearly like the cameras on him and you can hear Rico saying, Jeff, where are you at? Where are you at? Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. The camera's right on him, too. It's like, like subtle. You're in the background. It's right on him. It like, looks so stupid more. that Jeff, like, jumps up on the freaking, like, I'm not kidding. He's on the other side of the ring. And he just yeah, jumps up and grabs thing. a rope. Like, like, so all of a sudden it does, like, he can do that, but in no other match in the history of wrestling can someone do that. That's what kind of made yep. me chuckle. <laughs> like, because guys have been doing this since, like, you know, beginning of wrestling, like, you know, the 1800s. Right. Now all of a sudden, that's a thing. <laughs> yep. <sighs> but anyway, after this, Jeff tries to run on the barricade, slips, and Jamal throws a table in his face as he falls. What were oh, you God. saying about one of the biggest botches? Because you might have mis- uh, spoke to you soon, but... <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, what is up with Jeff? 
I don't know. Yeah, I'm not gonna speculate. I'm not gonna speculate. But uh, and before anyone gives me crap, I'm a diehard fan of his. So you know. Yeah, I'm not. Hey, I'm not gonna speculate Uh, that anything is uh, in his body that shouldn't be there. Allegedly. Wow. (laughs) Crap. That's a new one. But anyway, uh, Jamal ends up putting Jeff onto a table outside the ring and diving off the top rope onto him with a big splash. Jamal ends up attempting a top rope Hurricane Rana, but Bubba grabs him for a powerbomb through a table. It's down to just Bubba Ray and Rico. I, I wanted to see that, man. That would have been cool. The Hurricane Rana? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'd have been like, yeah, is this going to work? But Rosie comes back out to help Jamal double team on Bubba, even though they're supposed to be gone. Finally, Devon Dudley runs out to make the save, even though he's, I think he's been Reverend Devon on SmackDown, hasn't he? Or... He has been. This is his return, yes. Yeah. And the crowd goes absolutely nuts. He gets Jamal and Rosie out of the ring, sets up a table, and the Dudley boys hit the 3D on Rico through the table for the win. Uncle Dave and I both gave this three stars. What say you? I gave it three as well. It's also worth noting that I'm pretty sure Devon was traded for Big Show, which is ironic because he's in one of the main events. So huh. it's kind of That's pretty cool. Yeah. After the match, Bubba stares at Devon, and uh, then they finally do the Dudley Boys signature high five, and they hug, and the crowd explodes again. Babies hit the roof. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they had to hug, Greg, because... Brother's got a hug. <laughs> Number two. But only one of them is a brother. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you really didn't see it coming? Yeah. I thought this to... was great because, man, they were both la- or dragging, man, as singles. They had no business being singles in 2002. Nope. It was horrible. I will say this. Kudos to them for trying with the Reverend Devon thing. It was unique. I, I mean, thought it was original. But, I mean, yeah. you know, but it wasn't happening. No, nobody gave a damn. Call me old fashioned, but I don't think uh, a preacher should be wrestling. Isn't, aren't they kind of like nonviolent? And he shouldn't be a heel. That's so. the evil uh, Reverend. Like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he came out of the confession box. Wow. That's a priest, you idiots. <laughs> he dressed like a priest. Well, he had the little Catholic collar. He did have on. that white thing on. Yeah, they call, yeah, okay. He did. But Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> People tell me out there, is there, are there a lot of black Catholics? What? Are there a lot of black Catholics? I don't think I, so. I've never met one. Um, yeah. Doesn't mean they don't exist. I'm just saying. I, I'm not saying that. I've never met one. You know, just for... But keep in mind, where I went to school, it was like heavily um, Asian Pacific Islanders. So it was all Catholics. So like, none of them were black. So, but. We now go to the world in Times Square with Stacy Keebler looking all the way live. All the way. Who says that Test would be there, but he's out on a press tour being surrounded by testicles. Testicles are his fans, by the way. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah. Bro. Uh, ha ha. God dang it, pal. Talking about meat and two veg. It's just like, why? Yeah. How do we get this guy over? I know. We'll call his fans testicles. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, she then intros Saliva, who plays Always Live. And they play, like, over the performance, they splice it with, like, uh, like build-up package footage, whatever, for the show. It was pretty damn sweet. We then come back into the arena to see Rob Van Dam stretching in the back before we switch to the SmackDown commentary team, which is Michael Cole and Taz. <sighs> but anyway, this is... Did you see what the hell Michael Cole was wearing? It's like I, a turtle. It's like a turtleneck and a leather jacket. Oh yeah, yeah. He always wore that back then. That's like I can't tell if you're trying to be a dork or if you're trying to be cool. But stop it. Um, Did he have the frosted tips? I forget. Uh, not at this time. Thank God. I mean, uh, oh darn, they, he didn't have it anymore. Anyway. We now get Jamie Noble with Nidia in his corner, defending the WWE Cruiserweight title against Billy Kidman in seven and a half minutes. So this was the debut of Kidman's WWE theme, and it reminds me that I'm, like, apparently the only guy on Earth who liked that song. Wasn't bad. I don't know if, like, it exactly fit Kidman, per se, but I don't know. It definitely didn't. Uh... Hearing his WCW theme, uh, obviously that was better, but I don't know. I like this one on a different guy. I think it could have fit, but these guys were so damn good. It's just too bad that nobody gave a damn for like the first four minutes. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed that. No, I mean, I, I mean, I did notice it, but I was kind of into the match though. Yeah, but Taz was a damn cartoon character on commentary. He, no, I don't think he he really found his edge yet. Keep in mind, he's only he's like only a couple months in to being a commentator. Yeah, I know, and he's already just been like, "F it, forget the gimmick. I'm just going to be a goofball." <laughs> but Nydia gets up on the apron at one point, and Jamie accidentally knocks her off. Uh, she hops up just in time to try to stop Kidman from hitting the Shooting Star Press, but he kicks her down. Noble jumps on the top rope with Kidman, but he gets knocked off. Kidman hits a shooting star, and that's all she wrote. Uncle Dave gave this three and a quarter stars. I give it three and a half. What say you? I gave it three. Thought it was great. Yeah, I forgot about how great these guys were. Kidman, you could tell Kidman was putting on some weight at this point. Not fat, obviously. He was working the hell out. Well, he still had a, a 10 of a wife, so he's, he's fine. Oh, well, yeah, he... Uh, he had to bulk up for that, man. But, uh, you know, he's like, uh, well, I'm not I'm, I'm not a scrawny little dork anymore. Look, I, I got muscles now. <laughs> Please don't leave me. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kidman actually jumps a rail and exits with the title through the crowd. I don't know why. <laughs> I love the part when he hops off and that woman's happy to see him. And, like, she hugs him, but she has her damn cell phone in her ear. It's like celebrating with him. Like, you couldn't turn the phone <laughs> off. Like, my thing is, I was like, why did he jump the jump into the crowd and like leave? Because he wasn't like celebrating with them. He just kind of like walks through the crowd and leaves. Like, did you notice that? I didn't catch that till now, but I just thought he was going to celebrate with them. I guess he, you know, I guess the night side, he never did celebrate with them. Yeah, he just kind of like hops the railing and walks to the back like through through the crowd. And I'm like, you didn't like you know slap hands or turn around and celebrate or nothing. And you're just like, bye. Anyway. Uh, Maybe the bathroom was over there. I was like, uh, like, everybody move, Code Brown. We go backstage where Kurt Angle is watching the monitor, unimpressed. 
He tells Chris Benoit that if he was Pittman not impressed with his performance, <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, he tells Chris Benoit that if Kidman can win the cruiserweight title, they can definitely win back the WWE tag titles. Okay, hold Benoit... on. He said Billy freaking Kidman. Can you get it right? Oh well, excuse the yeah, F Billy out of me. freaking Kidman can win the cruiserweight title. That should have yeah. been his. That should have been his whole name, just like Seth freaking Rollins. Now you know, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Uh, but he says this that can happen if Benoit can stay out of the team captain's way. Benoit gets fired up, and Kurt says that they're teammates, and no one is better than them as a unit. We're supposed to be a unit. Suck my unit. He asks Chris what. Don't argue uh, that. Yep. He asks Chris what he says to that, and Benoit puts his hand out to shake. Kurt acts offended and says, "I'm not going to shake your hand. Tag team partners don't shake hands." <laughs> Tag team partners got a hug. And then he hugs Benoit, who looks super uncomfortable. Oh, I was like, man. I'm watching this. I'm like, man, is this technically, like, not like on technicality, but like wrestling wise, the greatest tag team in history of pro wrestling? Uh, what, yeah. What other two can wrestle and do what they did? Name me a duo that cannot wrestle them. That's true. <sighs> That's Everybody else yeah. only had like one. Or if they were both good, they're not this good. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, these two were two of the best in the business at this time. So I might say ever at this point. Yeah, that's true. It's hard to argue. Uh, but anyway, uh, I guess we now second see... would be Benoit Malenko in WCW. Actually, I think about it. Still a very short list, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We now see Chris Jericho warming up backstage before switching to a spy camera called F view of Victoria. First of all, pause real quick. What the hell was F view? I don't even remember this. It never, never went anywhere. So it didn't have a payoff. I don't think so. Seems to be a running gag with these hidden cameras in WWE, huh? Was this the one that caught Vince McMahon pissing on coach? Yeah. God dang. I, I just love like this was abandoned, never went anywhere. Just like the anonymous raw GM that dragged on and on and on. And then it was that like, did go ah. yeah, I was like, ah, it's hornswoggle, you know, cause that makes sense. Well, but it did have a payoff though, to the point. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, uh, technically, yeah, this one just went to, you know, it just didn't pay off with anything. Kind of like the white Hummer. But anyway, <laughs> Uh, Victoria is combing her hair in a mirror next to a Trish Stratus cardboard cutout. She stole that from me. Uh, she I still do the, that to this day. Uh, anyways. She asks the mirror who the prettiest diva of them all is, and then she starts talking to the Wait, mirror we'll like, it, <laughs> like it was a real person who said that Trish was prettier. Trish, uh, Victoria says that the mirror is crazy before shattering it and ripping the head off the cardboard cutout. You know, I she, thought this was great, dude. <laughs> I really did. Yeah, this was this was cool. Uh, definitely, I, I like the the Victoria character back in the day, and she was all the way live. So there's that. To this day, she's Still all is. the way live. Oh yeah, so is Trish, man. Uh, but anyway, up next we get Trish Stratus defending the WWE Women's Title against Victoria in a hardcore match. I, I know it's. It, I was surprised too. Uh, it goes seven minutes and one second. Victoria hadn't gotten her all the things she said theme yet. It's coming next year. No, and she's next just, month. Next month? Mm-hmm. Oh, 
because every video I saw said had 2003. I, I could not find. Yeah, she got the, away ahead of time. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. find the actual footage of her debuting the song. So I was like, uh, Oh, you'll never see it either because I think they edit off everything, even on DVD. So it's definitely wow. on Peacock. That sucks. But uh, Whoa, she's the licensing rights, bro. We're not all she, Tony Khan, bro. We don't buy the music. But she's coming out to a uh, generic rock theme at this point. But Trish is in full Trish Stratus mode with her theme that we all know and love. Uh, there are women involved. That's so has got, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are women involved. So, of course, we have to have an ironing board. Uh, Victoria yeah, so, gets her. I don't, I don't want to say, you say that like that. Just, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Victoria gets her nose busted open hard way. She ends up getting distracted by a mirror at one point, but she recovers. In the end, she sprays a fire extinguisher in Trish's face. It's a snap suplex and covers Trish to win. Uncle Dave gave it a star and a quarter. I gave it two and a half for women's hardcore match this time. I thought it was at least average. What say you? I gave it three. I thought this match was way ahead of its time, considering where we are now. Yeah, I was. I was surprised. Well, I can't say I was surprised by the quality because both of these women were great. Uh, the hardcore match was was really cool, even though they threw the ironing board in there. It was still a good match. I thought it was a little weird that they like tied weapons to the to the ring posts. Like I I was like, all right, but but the men have to work for it. They got to go and get it from under the ring. See, they made it easier on the women. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we go backstage now to see Booker T. What do you, what, what, what you not get about that? Yeah, oh, excuse me. <laughs> we go backstage to see Booker T warming up before switching to Jonathan Coachman, interviewing Eric Bischoff in front of a giant WWE blimp with an Xbox logo on it. Where the hell was this used? I don't remember. Yeah, that's I was looking time. at it like, when was this a thing? But Yeah, I'm like, why is it not I remember- flying now? I remember that, uh, what was that one, uh, Stridex pads one they had yeah. all the time. I don't remember the Xbox one, though. Right. You figured they'd be flying that one on the arena, like the Stridex one, but guess not. But Bischoff says that you can expect a lot of surprises tonight in the Elimination Chamber, and once again, he's outdone Stephanie McMahon. A large shadow gets cast over his shoulder, and he turns to see The Big Show. The well, Big it's the Show. Big slow. As work as well with that, but uh, but show I says always that, call him the big slow. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I try. I tried to do the the big show, but it, it doesn't roll off quite as good. But show says that Bischoff made a big mistake trading him to SmackDown. Well, it's the second time he got rid of Big Show, uh, and he'll prove it tonight when he leaves Madison Square Garden as the new WWE champion. We now go to Brock Lesnar, who has taped ribs. Paul Heyman walks up and Brock asks if he's nervous. Heyman says that he is nervous because uh, he told Brock not to pick a fight with the big show when he came to SmackDown. Nothing's been the same since Brock was in Hell in a Cell against The Undertaker and Brock has a broken rib. He says tonight will be great, though, because they're in Paul's hometown and he will do everything he can to make sure that his client leaves his WWE champion tonight. A keen ear would have picked up on this. Like, at the I, time, I didn't pick up on that at the time, but I feel like going into this, I knew for a fact he's going to turn on him. Spoiler. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, at the time, I wouldn't have thought anything about it. Looking back at it, you're like, oh my gosh, 
Okay, I I get it. So he didn't lie for once. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you said it, not me. Uh, this one is Brock Lesnar defending the WWE title against The Big Show. Brock has Paul Heyman in his corner. And this one only goes four minutes and 19 seconds. Uh, so I like that they were actually trying to make The Big Show seem like a legitimate threat again during this time. Trying, yes. Yeah. Successfully, no. Yeah. Well, uh, for some reason, The Big Show is wearing black jeans during this era. I then he would eventually turn them into. Well, I think they were slacks. Yeah, they were slacks. Uh, well, not on this show. You could definitely. Okay, tell well, they were jeans. they were turning to slacks then. Yeah, he. Which is yeah, probably worse. It, <laughs> yeah, I don't get the slacks thing. I'm like what? The black jeans I could deal with, but it was just weird. But anyway, the ref takes a big ass bump out of the ring. Heyman slides a chair into the ring, and the Big Show punches the chair away from the first swing. Lesnar eventually hits him in the head with the second one. Brock hits the F5, and another ref runs out. But on the count of two, Paul Heyman pulls the ref out of the ring and punches him. And that's the punch of a man you can tell has never thrown a punch in his life. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brock uh. realizes that he's been double-crossed and chases Heyman around the ring. They gave it away. <laughs> Took him a while to figure it out. He's like, wait, what? But he chased him around uh, the did ring. I hear, did I hear John Lerner Edison in there? Turn on huh? me. What? Oh, your picks? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mark, minute. you're looking awfully vascular today. <laughs> hey, Paul, hey. can I massage your bald spot? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, Paul, that's an awfully cool skullet you got there. <laughs> Cowabunga, dude. <laughs> Holy <laughs> <laughs> uh, But anyway, uh, he chases Heyman around the ring, and then they slide into the ring where the Big Show hits him in the ribs with a chair, then blasts him in the back with it, and then hits the showstopper on the chair as the first ref slides in to make the count, giving Big Show the win. So Brock Lesnar went into this match with a torn PCL muscle and a legit broken rib. So he really was hurt. Uh, Uncle Dave he, would ride those, he would ride that rib tape all the way to WrestleMania. So, yep. Yeah, right. Uh, Uncle Dave and I both gave this dose stars. What say you? I must have missed my notes when I read this. I gave this one. I said this was terrible. Yeah, uh, it wasn't great. It just nothing happened. It served its purpose, time. I guess. I you don't know. agree. I don't think it did. Well, it's. I think. I it think it could have been a lot better. As, could have been oh, a lot more well, yeah. dramatic. <sighs> I mean, it could have been longer. I think they just wanted to get Brock the hell out of there. <laughs> but I guess if that's the know. reason, then fine. But I don't know. It just. But it was after, a WWE title match. It was the Garden, and it was this bad? I just—it's hard to make an excuse. Yeah. I don't think this was going to be good ever. Well, I don't think so either. <laughs> but, but I think it could have been better. Yeah. Well, we now get footage backstage of Paul Heyman and the Big Show running to a limousine and taking off out of the arena. So, before the next match, we're reminded that not everything in WWE in 2002 was great, as we see Al Wilson and Don Marie chilling in the crowd. <sighs> this was uh, Tori Wilson's legit father, by the way, Al Wilson. And the storyline... Uh, spoiler, he's about to die off. <laughs> I, no, gonna... I shouldn't say that like that, because I think he's really passed away now. It's not... Like, like in the story, that's stupid. 
Bro, he's going to have a heart attack from sex and be gone forever, bro. Uh, If I do say so myself, though, what a way to go. Yeah, right? (laughs) The storyline was like, that that man on TV at least died a happy man. Trust me. (laughs) Don Marie did the equivalent of the Call of Duty guys saying, I'm going to, I don't like you, so I'm going to bang your mom. Like, (laughs) she was in a feud with Tori Wilson, so she banged her dad. Yeah. Like, Oh my gosh, this was a this was a thing. <sighs> but thank God, <laughs> this was real. Yeah, uh, thank God we go from that to this though. This next match, it is. Uh, uh, it's something. Yeah, it is uh, for the tag team titles. It is a three way elimination match for the WWE ta- WWE tag titles, which are the SmackDown ones. Because remember, during this time, ladies and gents, there were two sets of tag belts. The world tag titles were on Raw, and the WWE tag titles were on SmackDown. Yep. I, which, which one was bigger? Don't know. WWE or the world? Uh, I would say anyway. the world, but... Well, I, yeah, I don't know. But the WWE ta- uh, tag titles were the ones that carried like the lineage, whereas the world tag titles, they were brand new belts. Yeah, I mean chips, pal. God dang it, pal. Don't call them belts. But anyway. Don't hold up your pants. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, but anyway, this one is or George for John Cena. Sorry. <laughs> okay. It's Edge and Rey Mysterio defending the tag titles. Yes, Edge and Rey Mysterio defending the tag titles against Los Guerreros, which is Eddie and Chavo Guerrero versus Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle. This one went about nineteen and a half minutes. Uh, Edge and Rey Mysterio are still wrestling to this day. And Rey Mysterio may look better today than he did in this match. Yeah. Uh, it is absolutely insane. Like, we can sit here and say Billy Gunn and Kazarian, they, like, physically look good. Mysterio still looks good and still goes better than ever before. It is crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah, he wrestles at a very high level now. Ed, Edge goes pretty hard at times, but uh, he doesn't have, like, does, a full but, schedule. Uh, but I was going to say the benefit for him, he's only wrestled like a couple times a year. Mysterio's on SmackDown <laughs> yeah, right. almost every single week. <laughs> Freaking nuts, man. But Los Guerreros are still coming out to Eddie's uh, Latino Heat song. Uh, they Eddie hadn't got... Yeah. Uh, they hadn't got Lie, Cheat, and Steal yet. I like how, like, the videos to build up that, like, return or whatever, they make them seem like heels. But they come back and they're cheered Everybody loves him. I don't uh, think it worked. I mean, I think it was supposed to be. Just yeah, I, I think it was messaging this during Raw about Seth Rollins too. I'm like, clearly he's the heel. People are not taking it. Like, yeah, whatever. That's our well, guy. Like, <laughs> like they did with them, like they did with Crime Time. I don't know if it's uh, you know if, if it's a little on the nose that both were uh, minority tag teams, but either way, uh, they had them in their promos doing like heel stuff they're beating up people stealing their money like ripping people off but did you know that's how both by the way it was like all white people that were doing it too yeah i know <laughs> and then they and then they debut or return and they're baby faces like okay i guess we look up to this behavior now whatever but either way <laughs> it was weird uh kurt had to get his pyro in 
uh, but there was no stage that came out with. So there was like a little stage in the crowd that they shot the the pyro off at. I would have hated to bend them fans, dude. That's because uh, Jr. always commented about made him crap his pants with that stuff going off. But hmm. Ray actually too pops. easy. <laughs> wow. Uh, Ray actually pops out of that that uh, pyro stage in the crowd, so he had to get his his jumping into. Uh, this would normally be the death spot on the card where this match is, but damn it, not tonight. At one point, Chavo cracks Benoit in the back of the head with a tag title and then tosses it to Kurt, making Benoit get mad at Kurt, thinking he did it. Uh, some miscommunication leads to Edge spearing Benoit and pinning him to eliminate their team. Engel and Benoit are beating the crap out of everybody while they argue with each other. This was kind of funny. Uh, they fight with each other all the way back up to the uh, backstage area. In the end, Ed, uh, Chavo hits Ray in the back with a tag title. Eddie locks Mysterio in the lasso from El Paso and makes Ray tap out to give Los Guerreros the win and the tag titles. Uncle Dave said that this was good, but still disappointing considering the names involved. He gave it three and a half. I gave it four. I love this match. What say you? I gave it four. How do you call something disappointing and then give it three and a half? Uh, apparently, he expected it to be a five star. It was only three. Yeah, in his idiot mind, but sure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we don't have any V triggers or uh, super kicks yet, so it's worth noting. Yeah. So what's his barometer for dive. five stars? <laughs> well, you got to get 5,000 chops in, man. That's, uh, you know, the hashtag fighting spirit. Well, Bellwall was in it, so. Yeah, right. Uh, we see Kane warming up backstage before the Harvard fight song hits. Uh, Harvard fight song is a little uh, oxymoronic, and or, or uh, what is, what's that? Not oxymoronic. What is uh, what? What am I thinking of? I just ironic. Redundant. Yeah, it's just. I, I think it's ironic I mean, because I, no, I, I think oxymoronic spot on. I mean, just yeah, because it. Uh, I don't think anybody from Harvard is fighting anyone. <laughs> They might they might slap you across the face with a white glove and challenge you to a duel. That's about it. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, maybe uh, an academic duel or something. Yeah, right. I challenge you to a debate. Slap. You have defiled my honor, sir. Either way. Uh, is Harvard still in, in Boston or just Britain? Uh, what you were doing there. Like but... Hey, New England. Okay. Well, there you go. Oh, excuse the hell out of me. Yeah. But uh, William Bottom Tooth III, a.k.a. Chris Nowinski, comes to the ring. Uh, he'll, I said he'll probably cut a promo about how the Elimination Chamber needs to be canceled because someone may suffer a concussion. Uh, if anybody doesn't get that, uh, Google Chris Nowinski now, you'll get it. But that doesn't happen. Actually, he says that New Yorkers aren't smart. And that the Yankees have bought all their World Series titles. <gasps> Gasp. Pretty techno lies. <laughs> yeah, uh, well. Allegedly. Anyway. <laughs> There's no allegedly here. Proof's in the pudding. <laughs> but anyway, he then says that New York is number one in stupidity. I, I, I want to see the poll he's using on that one. All right. But anyway, uh, before we get to uh, we get the Matt Hardy version oh, one. <laughs> wow. We get the Matt Hardy version one search engine intro. I always okay, love that. I, I loved that. I, I, I did just, too. It was great. It was stupid was, facts. 
I was a low-key fan of Matt Hardy version one. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Matt comes to the ring now. We think that he's there to defend New York, but swerve, bro. He says that uh, New Yorkers are losers and that they're sucking the matitude out of him to the point of where he's choking like the Knicks. <laughs> oh, man, we get I, two sports references in there. Again, I, I detect the lies. <laughs> Oh, well, okay. Allegedly. <laughs> There's a little bit of a lie because in order to choke, you have to be good. Yeah, right. I'm like, what are we choking on? Like the season? Uh, but on commentary, JR asks where this is going. And Jerry Lawler says, I don't know, but it should hurry up and get there. There's another little instance of a Lawlerism later, too. I'll, I'll mention it. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's an <laughs> argument. There's an argument over if New Yorkers are stupid or losers, but they can't decide. So they decide that they're lupid because they're losers and stupid. So, yeah. And this is a Harvard graduate saying this, mind you. Yeah. Oh, yes, I already said it, but he went with it. Yeah, he's agreeing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Finally, uh, mercifully, a siren goes off. Never thought I'd be happy to hear that. And we hear holler if you hear me. As the crowd loses their ever-loving minds, Scott Steiner now comes out and sucks up the uh, all the admiration of the MSG crowd. Nowinski charges in and gets clotheslined. Steiner no-sells some punches from Matt Hardy, and then Scotty takes both men to Suplex City uh, before dumping them both out of the ring and doing some push-ups. <laughs> they clearly cut out the part where he yells, Give me the f***ing mic! <laughs> Uh, 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 Bruce Pritchard talked about that. He said when he got to the back, he's like, "Hey, we don't do that here. All right, watch your mouth." <laughs> but, uh, but the sign that said "Big Papa Boner" was on on there. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> what the hell? I didn't blur that out. I was front yeah. and center, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, but after that, he says, "Quote: This goes out to all my freaks in New York City. Holler if you hear me." Uh, they needed. Yeah, this we end- know they got they got some freaks there. We know that. So I've been. Oh there. yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think they needed this because my God, this segment was brutal. Uh, Uncle Dave said that he can't fathom why this wasn't advertised. They announced on TV weeks ago that he was coming to WWE, but never once hyped up the fact that he would be debuting at Survivor Series, which seems like the kind of things that uh, might have added to the buy rate. If they wanted to do that, uh, I highly doubt that. Yeah, tune in to see Scott Steiner come out. Uh, if he said if they wanted to do a surprise, why not announce a signing on TV? They did. The whole yeah. thing was where was he going to sign? Eh, well, I guess he wanted the debut on TV. Yeah, what do you want? I want to <laughs> rack and all that thing off his base. I can't get what I want. So, what the hell? You can't go back in time and piss on him. So here you go. Trust me, I'm kicking myself every day on that one. <laughs> well, what was the Lawler thing you said uh, from later on? Oh, it's, it's coming. It's coming. You'll, you'll get to it. Okay. Uh, this might be it. Uh, while the Elimination Chamber lowers, we get an update from RNN, the Range yes, News <laughs> Network. He says he's on the road to recovery and came to Survivor Series, but no further damage was done to his shoulder on the flight thanks to that sexy flight attendant, Sherry, who hooked him up with an extra pillow <laughs> in the middle of all this. If you listen closely, I, I, I don't know if it was uh, supposed to be a dead mic or what, but Lawler clearly says, do we really give a damn? 
Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh, like, I don't we're then I'm, I'm, I'm torn. It's like, were we supposed to hear that? I can't flat out say we were. I mean, I don't know. I'm not Dave Meltzer. Only you would know. But I think they cracked <laughs> on him a couple times during these. So I think that was on purpose. <laughs> but then he does a 180 uh, right after this and praises it. <laughs> yeah. But we're then asked to keep sending well wishes to get well Randy at WWE.com. So I'm wondering, <laughs> can we send, can we send well wishes to that address now? <laughs> yeah. Right. Might be more now. <laughs> um, did you catch when Jim Ross said, Oh boy, I'm holding my breath. <laughs> <laughs> that got me so hard, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. I like I'm how he would. <laughs> I like how he would always come in. He'd be like, my shoulder is at uh, 84.5% today. (laughs) Keep in mind, he is not, and I don't know if you'll know this, but some sports fans might. He was not mimicking Terrell Owens from 2005 when they were playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That was obviously after. So (laughs) he said that Terrell Owens ripped him off. That's nuts. (laughs) Uh, But if... No one has seen the play-up package for the Elimination Chamber to Saliva's Always. They need to go out of their way to see this thing. Uh, 2002 brought us some damn good play-up packages, but this is definitely up This one the probably takes the cake. It Well, this one I would put up there with the Triple H, Shawn Michaels one from SummerSlam 02. Now in the archives, by the way. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's true. Those but two, this song was better. Oh, well, yeah. That one, yeah, the other one, uh, I don't even know if that was a legit band that did anything or if it was just for WWE. But it was the, uh, a friend of Jim Johnson's, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But either way, we now see Jonathan Coachman backstage, standing by with Triple H and Ric Flair. Because hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Triple H says that he was given the world title because he's the best. And in the past three months, he's beaten the best in the business. Then tonight. After facing five of the greatest wrestlers on the planet, he's walking out of Madison Square Garden, still the world heavyweight champion, because he is that damn good. He finishes by saying that he's got a first-class ticket to hell, and he wants to know who's coming with him. Now, if you compare this to our bonus show in October, where he was cutting promos, uh, it's night and day. Yeah, right. Within two years, he's like very comfortable in the game gimmick, and uh, he's cutting good promos. You know, game. He is the effing game. We talk. You know, gimmick. He is the effing game. We talk about. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Eric Bischoff can't help himself but to come out and soak in Madison Square Garden. I'm now sure he... I was I, my my note on this. I'm like, I think this may be his Garden debut. So I, you got to give him some slack on that because I don't think he yeah. ever thought he'd walk in that building, other than like a Knicks or Rangers game or something. <laughs> or if they shut down, uh, you know, because you know he wanted to shut down the WWF back in the day. He wanted to. It's never going to happen, obviously, but uh, so I'm sure he wanted to dance in that arena sometime be like, ha, WCW's here. Never happened. Either way, uh, he walks out to the Elimination Chamber and describes it to everyone, banging a pipe on all the chains and the steel. He then runs down the rules of how the match works, which we all know by now. Uh, this added some gravitas to the match, I think, which I, I loved it. Uh, the elimination... break out the thesaurus. Hold on here. <laughs> uh, the uh, Elimination Chamber itself cost a legit $500,000 to build, which is nearly the same amount that WWE spends on its entire developmental program per year. So, yeah, 
uh, a big ass cage. <laughs> but hey, it's worth it. But moving on here, uh, I, I think our- I think Vince McMahon could afford it. I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know. Hey, Greg, he's only in the top twenty richest people on earth. Okay, it, like the man's got to eat. For be building cages out of chain and stuff for grown ass men to play in. <laughs> How dare you? Anyway, before um, you go, by the way, this is back in when the elimination chamber didn't have padding on the outside of it, by the way. Just oh, worth yeah. noting. Uh, and the wrestlers all say that this thing sucked. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I believe it. We're going to take our next break. When we come back, we're diving into the main event. The reason we're all here, the elimination chamber right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh, another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. <laughs> We're back. We're back. It is the Elimination Chamber match for the World's Heavyweight title. Triple H has Ric Flair in his corner. He's defending against Chris Jericho, Booker T, Kane, Shawn Michaels, and Rob Van Dam. A legit uh, all Hall of Fame cast, I might add. 
I know, right? I think the only one not in the Hall of Fame right now is Kane. Uh, he went in last year, I believe. But did he? I forget. It was the last year or the year before. He's in, though. Okay. Oh, so never mind. Chris Jericho is not in yet. Will be when he's, you know, done playing cosplay wrestling. Yeah, when he's done being the wizard. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> also, it's worth noting uh, uh, Booker T and Shawn Michaels both have two rings. So, yeah, that. right. I'm sure Triple H will get a second ring down the line, too. Because he has to go in on his own. Right I would now, imagine. Only in his DX. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this goes for about 39 and a half minutes. Kane and Chris Jericho's pyro goes off inside the chamber. Uh, I, thought, I thought it was really cool. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was re- I was like, hot damn. Because uh, I forgot about it. I'm like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Uh, it's pretty cool that Saliva... Uh, from the world is playing Chris Jericho to the ring to King of My World. So, that was a pretty sweet entrance. The only thing never is, hear it again after this. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing that I thought was kind of awkward was like, I, I I feel like he should have taken his time a little bit more, like walking around the the ring and stuff like that. No, like he walks out, he gets in his pod, and then he's just like standing there while they're playing. <laughs> like, all right. But anyway, Triple H. Falls the lure, by the way. The Garden is not that big of a uh, arena. No, I've been in it multiple times. It's not that big. Like wow. people make it out to some like grand spectacle that holds like fifty thousand people, seventeen at most, I believe. Yeah, I think they might be able to squeeze in twenty with a crowbar, but I don't know. Uh, but the one thing I noticed about this, Triple H is literally the only dude in this match that didn't have pyro. Did you notice no, that? No, we, we have water spit, which is close enough. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, I did not course, that. Uh, of course, the New York crowd lost their damn minds for RVD. I wonder if this was his garden debut. I don't know. Um, but, let's see. It's 2002. I'm sure he was in the garden when the whole invasion was going on. Yeah, probably. I know the invasion technically started in the garden, but I don't think he was there. So. Yeah. Well... RVD starts with Triple H, and Trips gets busted open. RVD climbs onto Chris Jericho's pod, and Jericho pulls RVD's leg into it. He and Triple H are uh, yeah. both trying to gang up on RVD, but they both get kicked in the face. In the face. Uh, Jericho comes in next. Booker T in after that. RVD drops Triple H and goes up to the top of the pod for a five-star frog splash and ends up coming down with his knee in Triple H's throat hurting him pretty damn badly. I remember watching this and didn't think anything of it until the next night. Yeah, I did. I mean, knowing what we know now, uh, it's kind of obvious, but like looking at it, then you think he's just selling as he like rolls over, grabs his throat and starts like kicking his feet wildly. Like he's in a, yeah, but then you think, why the hell would he grab his throat for a splash? Right. (laughs) Uh, I think RVD was able to, cause like he holds that knee afterwards, like he hurt it. I think he like purposely like saw what was happening right before he might have saved Triple H's life a little bit by like uh, probably holding his leg up just just enough where he didn't completely destroy him because I mean, it was bad enough. But I don't think he required surgery or anything. Luckily, I was just he was not wrestling for like three weeks. Yeah, dude, that had to freaking suck. So he just came back by the way, eleven or ten months prior. From his yeah. quad injury. 
Yeah, yeah. keep in mind, within a year, he's going to tear his groin. Like, my <laughs> God, dude. Yeah, he got his ass whooped during this time. But Booker T drops Rob Van Dam with a missile drop kick and pins him to eliminate RVD. Uh, Triple H gets a... I was pissed because going into it, that was my pick to win this. Yeah. Uh, Triple H gets a rope break on a pin attempt. Why is that a thing since they can't be disqualified? Uh, I don't think anybody else used a rope break. But whatever. The next entrant is Kane, who comes in like house on fire. Pun intended. Uh, Kane ends up ramming Chris Jericho through the glass of one of the pods. And that busts Jericho open. Uh, it's bulletproof glass. You know, you got to mention that because they only tell you 76 times in this match. That's bulletproof. Yeah, right. <laughs> Assuming that the audience at home does has never seen bulletproof glass and all that. Because that, like, he freaking tossed his ass into it. It just, like, snapped in half. It's like, oh, yeah, that could stop bullets. I'm not Mr. Physics here, but I, if he can't stop a human body, how the hell is he going to stop a bullet? Right. Anyway, uh, Booker T gets a low blow from Jericho later on, a choke slam from Kane, and then a lion salt from Jericho to get eliminated. The crowd is chanting HBK, HBK, before Shawn Michaels even gets into the match. And then he, he conveniently comes in. comes in last. <laughs> right. He comes in, starts whooping ass right away. By the way, just an aside, I am so glad they changed the sound effect for when people come into the chamber. Because this first one, it was like, bring, like freaking Mario or some crap. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? I didn't catch that. Yeah, you gotta go. It's it's a weird sound effect, but either way, uh, Kane gets sweet chin music, a pedigree, and then a lion salt to get pinned. Uh, at least they made him look strong here. Uh, Jericho and Triple H team up on HBK and bust him open. After a while, Chris Jericho has Triple H in the walls of Jericho. But Shawn Michaels hits him with a sweet chin music and pins him to eliminate him. Triple H blocks a pedigree attempt from HBK. You heard that right. And then catapults him face first into the glass of a pod, breaking that one as well. Oh, Shawn Michaels. <clears throat> exactly. Uh, another cruiserweight. Uh, Maybe Shawn even Mich less than. <laughs> Shawn Michaels ends up jumping off uh, the pod with an elbow drop onto Triple H. Right before he hits, someone in the crowd blows a damn air horn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even in the replay, like he's coming down here. <laughs> they were doing it all night, actually. If you go back and see it. Oh, I didn't catch it. Uh, but Triple H. Not obnoxiously, blocks. like Royal Rumble 92, that guy with the ticker thing. Oh, my but God. Yeah. You, you can hear it. You can notice it, though. Uh, Triple H blocks a sweet chin music and hits a pedigree, but falls over and he can't cover him right away. This allows Michael just to kick out at two. Sean blocks another pedigree attempt, hits Sweet Chin Music, and wins the World Heavyweight title as the crowd tosses the babies in the air. Uncle Dave gave this four and a quarter. I gave it five, uh, four stars. What say you? I gave it five. I still think this is the best elimination chamber ever. It was really damn good. Uh, it's hard to argue that it's the best one ever. It's, uh, it's yeah. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to really think about this, but is this the first time Shawn Michaels leaves the garden with a title? A, a mm, world title? I don't, I don't know. I'd have to look up, see what he lost events. to Sid. He lost to Sid in the garden? I mean, and I'm, uh, yeah, yeah Survivor, Survivor Series. Series. And I'm not yeah. counting uh, house shows, by the way, but um, I think this may be the first time he leaves the garden with a world title. 
Yeah, I don't know. I have to look that up. That'd be nuts. But uh, he wouldn't hold the title long. But that's neither here nor there. Five so, weeks, four weeks. Wonder where the hell Armageddon is. Yeah, because you know that made sense. Uh, Jim Ross loses his damn mind on commentary. By the way, fans lose their damn minds in the crowd, and the confetti cannons are going off everywhere. Dude, thinking in an alternate universe, what if Triple H won and then they set off all those confetti cannons and piss off everyone? <laughs> oh, man. But that's all coming down as Sean's celebrating with the title and JR asks if we believe in miracles. This was a cool moment. Uh, goes down in the annals of time. I, I, I liked this as a kid. I like it today. So getting to this, Uncle Dave says that changing almost every title in the company and putting the raw title on Shawn Michaels, uh, all sorts, uh, are all sort of reeks of panic booking with no long-term plan. Changing all the belts at once makes none of the title changes feel important or special. Los Guerreros won the SmackDown tag titles for the third change in the 28 days. These titles have existed. All right. I'll give them yeah, that. I'll give them that. Yeah. Uh, the cruiserweight and women's titles, both changed hands and neither has been built up in any way that matters or ch- and uh, changing them on the show felt pointless and would have been better served to add some excitement to the TV shows. The raw title is now on a guy who doesn't work house shows or even TV matches right now. And the SmackDown title is on a guy widely considered to be the laziest wrestler in the company. Uh, both there those would go. be fixed in a month. So ironically, yeah. The WWE title would go to probably the best wrestler in the company. <laughs> uh, who do you lose it to again? Kurt, Kurt Angle. Oh, right. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, doesn't uh, Paul Heyman switch allegiances there, too? Yeah, he's the only guy in history to manage three straight WWE champions. That's freaking nuts. Yeah, because he keeps turning on him. It was the same thing with Sonny in, in 1996, I believe. She managed three straight tag champions because she kept turning on him. <laughs> there you go. So is Paul Heyman the Sonny of the 2000s? He, yeah, he's close. There you go. I mean, I mean, they probably wear the same cup size. I'm kidding. Good uh, Lord. <laughs> he wasn't that big back then. I'm kidding. But I also had anyway. a ponytail back then. Yeah, right. Felt that need to be said. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I I thought it was so stupid that they switched the title off of Michaels in a month. Like they built this. Oh, man, he's the champion. He came back. It's all triumphant. And it's gone. And it's gone. It's gone. It's all gone. Like why? He never got it again. Yeah. Why? I don't know. That's the only part of it that pissed me off. But the moment was cool. So there's that. Uh, I guess we'll take our final break. On the other end of this, we're going to tell you what, uh, well, we're going to tell you the final ratings of the show and what's coming up for the rest of the month on the podcast. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. 
your room was... Oh, we shared the room. Shared a room. For we right? shared the room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go weird. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O... Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. no, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. So, mate, take it easy. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollars cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino-style games to choose from. You too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Final ratings time. IMDb gave this 8.1 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 9.13 out of 10. I gave it a 9 out of 10. It's damn close to perfect. What say you? Solid A minus. That WWE yeah. title match dragged you down for me, but <laughs> yeah, uh, there were a few things on the show that you know I wasn't like jumping for joy over. But all in all, uh, it's another hit for the year two thousand two. They brought some bangers this year, man. Yeah, they're, they're bringing bangers. Yeah, they're panic booking. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, well, well, according to Dave, you know they're 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 booking like this because business keeps going down and whatever, which. And they're suffering because who's against them. Yeah. Well, are they like in retrospect, like the reason for this, you know, like, yeah, the ratings were going down, whatever. I get that, but it would, it was kind of evening out because the war quote unquote was over. Uh, there was no competition and, yeah, I mean, you had the WWE fans sticking around. The WWE or the the ones that follow WCW and ECW, they some of them stuck around, some of them dropped out. You know, it is what it is, man. So, but either way, it was a cool down period for the the industry as far as ratings and whatnot. But I still love this time in WWE. I'll I'll never not love it. But uh, what's coming up on the podcast, man? I'm excited about it. Yeah, we got a month where nothing's coming up. Like, I mean that literally. I'm not going to barf. This is a good one. Yeah. Well, uh, because we've had some stinkers in 2023. 
Uh, well, looking ahead. 22, sorry. <laughs> or, oh, I was going to say. Uh, well, yeah, we have. We've had some stinkers, but you know what? We, we've managed to have fun with all of them, at least. So I should clarify, that. the pay-per-view stinkers. Our show is right. fun. Yeah, I thought right. so. Be careful I work that. Yeah, right. That is correct. <laughs> but anyway, coming up on the podcast next week already is a uh, double main event week. And you know what that means, man? That's insane. Yeah, I know. Well, you know what that means for next week, man, is <laughs> we're cutting oh. into the bird. <laughs> next week. Is I can't wait. Week. Finally, holidays I give a damn about. Yeah, right. Uh, I, Sorry, I don't know. like many holidays. I don't people crap before. I don't care. But Thanksgiving, Christmas, those are my ones. Yeah, I I try to get into more holidays and whatever, but yeah, I don't know. This year, I kind of got into Halloween. I was forced into it, but yeah, it was fun. But when you do a bunch in the month, like I feel like October freaking dragged the hell on forever. So I'm glad it's done. Mariah Carey has come out of her slumber and she's bored and she is singing. All I want for Christmas is you. So. Happy holidays, I guess. I don't know. Either way. I mean, I'm not stopping her from having me, by the way. That's her decision. But Yeah, it's like, uh, I'll, I'll wrap a bow around me. But uh, I, I don't know I'm what, if I'm what you're looking for. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> Your song says otherwise. But next week for Thanksgiving and Black Friday, we're bringing you uh, first NWA Starcade 1983, a flair for the gold. This one was the very first ever Starcade. Jim Crockett actually beat Vince McMahon to uh, to closed circuit. Before this, wrestling hadn't been on closed circuit. So he was the, the first to do it. And then Vince said, well, damn it, I'm beating him to pay-per-view. And then he kept kicking him in the nuts every time he tried to run a pay-per-view. <laughs> so, That's because Crockett would run TV against pay-per-view. Yeah, right. Uh, Which I guess then, in hindsight, more people probably watch that, but more money was made on pay-per-view, if I'm correct. That is correct. <laughs> so I had to get it in one more time. But uh, that is coming up on November 23rd on actual Black. That's the day before Thanksgiving. On Black Friday, we're dropping our b- 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 bonus show. It's NWA Clash of the Champions 9 New York Knockout. Uh, uh, I'll fall on this grenade because I believe this was me, right? Is this the one I picked? Yeah. I'm proud of this one. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to watching it. It is from 1989. Uh, that was hit or miss. Keep in mind, the these shows are usually one match shows. So you got you to gotta go in knowing that. Sometimes yeah. you get other ones too. But it's like yeah. Saturday Night's Main Event. You're not going to go in expecting a five-star show. But Hey, Starcade uh, 83 was basically built around three matches if, I guess yeah. you could say a few more, but really it was built around three matches, at, you know, and they were boom, 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 all at the end. And they took up like the last half of the show. So the first half of the show is a little rough to get through, but either way. But yeah, New York knockout. That was the one. The main event is Ric Flair versus uh, uh, Terry Funk in an I quit match. Oddly enough, Starcade 83 and Clash of the Champions 9. Flair is in the main event as a baby face for both of those shows. I didn't think about it when I made the schedule, but it works. Well, out. he is because Funk made him be one by right? attacking him. I think he reverts back after this. Yeah. 
Right, yeah, because I think Flare... Uh, Flare was kind of like a tweener sort before this, whatever. Yeah, sort of. But then after Funk, Pyle drove his ass through a table, and uh, he, he was a uh, babyface after that. That does it for that one. Uh, thank you for joining me today, Greg. Yep. We will see you next week with NWA Starcade 83 and Clash of the Champions 9, New York Knockout. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.